Hi everyone, thank you for joining and welcome to Beauty in Focus, a virtual content series that explores medical aesthetics and all things modern beauty. My name is Carolyn Sue. I'm the head of content and real self and I'll be your moderator today. To everyone watching at home, make sure you stay until the end of our 30 minute session because we have a special giveaway and gift for you. It's a deluxe sample of SkinCeuticals HA Intensifier, which is a corrective serum proven to boost skin's hyaluronic acid levels, which we'll also learn all about today in today's uh, chat. So today's episode is focused on skincare and injectables. Our beauty experts are gonna break down the different types of injectables and how they work and share some of their favorite at-home products for keeping skin smooth and plump between office visits. So please join me in welcoming our guest today. We have Dr. Tagba, a board-certified plastic surgeon and real self-expert based in Newport Beach, California. Welcome. Hello. We have Kat Sadler, three-time Emmy award-winning journalist, TV host, and executive producer and host of the podcast, Naked with Kat Sadler. Thanks for being here. We love seeing you. And, and we have Erica Martin, a senior education manager at SkinCeuticals. So we're gonna to start today by going through some of the top questions we receive from consumers about injectables. Before we jump in, um, I like to address one of the biggest questions that consumers have, which is what exactly is the difference between fillers and toxins? Because this is something that can be confusing to anyone who hasn't gotten them before. So Dr. Tagwa, let's start with you. Can you give our viewers today a basic breakdown of what's the difference between fillers and toxins? Sure, thank you for having us. Um, so I think that is a great question because um, while as a practitioner, I'm very familiar with the lingo, it's not uncommon that patients do and they use it interchangeably thinking it's the same thing. So just to simplify, a filler is a substance, the most common being hyaluronic acid, HA filler, that is used to help plump up the volume. So um, you can inject it in volume deficient areas to help plump up the volume, or you can use it to sculpt the face. As for toxins, um, the most well-known being Botox, but it's actually a brand name, the others are Dysport, Xeomin, Javeau. Um, so there are a class of neurotoxins that can help paralyze the muscles, and in turn, it smoothens the wrinkles. So um, usually we use it in, you know, areas of facial expression, muscles of facial expressions. So speaking of ingredients, I know the word toxin can kind of sound like a scary word, mm -hmm. but it has an amazing safety profile, right? Yes, yeah, so it's purified. Um, the dose is just so low that obviously it's not going to cause botulism or anything like scary like that. So it's um, definitely very purified and it doesn't really act like a toxin other than it paralyzes small muscles. Gotcha. So consumers on Real Self love injectables. Uh, they consistently rank among the most researched non-surgical procedures on the site. And both toxins and different fillers have worth it ratings in the high 90s. So to our panel of beauty experts mm -hmm. today, we want to know what injectables have you personally gotten and what do you think about your results? Mm. Shall we start with you, Kat? I'll start. I'll start. Let's dig in. Um, well, firstly, I just want to say thanks for having me and hi, everybody out there watching. Um, but I think it's really important to kind of, especially for someone like me, to kind of own up to what I've done. So I know it can be a very taboo topic to even 
discuss. Um, so it's important for me to kind of address what I've done and share that truth so people don't think, oh, she's just working out a lot and drinks a lot of water and put on her sunscreen. We look great at 45. So I wish it were that simple. Um, it wasn't and hasn't been, but I discovered injectables when I was 35. I had just, uh, I'd moved to California a couple years and, um, and I, I think like everybody else, I had a lot of questions. I wasn't sure about it. And at the time, I think everybody just called all injectables Botox, or at least if you're not in the in industry, that's just what you called it. So I, I do believe I started with Botox at 35. And um, over the last 10 years, um, I have done both Botox and Xeomans, another one that I um, have great results with. And I've done it very sparingly and very conservatively. And, you know, I think that's really important, at least to me personally. And you know, I never wanted to look like I had that frozen face. I lost my expression. You know, I've been on TV for so many years. My, I want my face to move. I want to look like myself. But I mean, to answer your question, I've absolutely loved the results. I've never had a bad experience. And I know everyone's different, but just speaking personally, um, it's been really great. But like I said, I, I really approach it rather conservatively. And, um, and I think your relationship with your doctor is highly, highly important because I have those discussions. I ask the questions. I never kind of go too aggressively. And that has really, really seemed to work for me. Um, beyond that, I have tried fillers. I've only done fillers maybe twice or three times in the last 10 years. Um, and I like those results too. I, I just haven't felt the need to do as much of that, but I imagine it's in my near future. <laughs> I'm curious because I've also gotten Botox and fillers. And my personal opinion of injectables has changed from the first time that I was going to try them and now. Has your perception of injectables changed from when you were 35 and trying it for the first time versus now seeing consistent results? and? really, you know, loving the results? Yeah, I think there was a little trepidation, I think, with anybody who hasn't tried them, for sure. You know, you, you have questions, you want to look like yourself. It's, if you also wonder, you know, if I don't like the results, can I undo that? You know, so there's a little nerves going in and some reservations, but I, I've honestly had really, really good results. And, you know, how we feel about ourselves, beauty in general, obviously I have a lot of opinions on all of the different aspects of your life that makes you feel your best. But one of them has been for me, truly, injectables. I look in the mirror and I like what I see. I feel more radiant. I feel a little more plumped. I feel um, like those fine lines are softened. And so go team. I mean, it's like it takes <laughs> it's, it's the products, it's the doctors, but, um, but I've been really pleased. Yeah. And what about you, Erica? Have you tried injectables? I have. Um, I have a story similar to Kat's. I started actually a little bit younger in my late 20s, around 28. So I've been doing them for about 10 years now. I'm 39 now. And um, I've been really consistent. I had a great injector. I'm actually an esthetician. So I worked in a clinic where we did injectables as a service and wonderful injector there who also approached conservatively, but meaning I wanted that sort of natural look. I wanted to just continue looking my best. And I think the best compliment is when someone learns that you do injectables and says, oh, you don't need those. And you're like, that's right, that's because I get them. <laughs> and so um, 
pretty consistently three to four times a year, I do my toxins. I've tried Botox, Dysport, and ZMN, all three of those. Um, and about twice a year, I do a syringe or a syringe and a half of injectables um, just to sort of keep it up, not to really change anything, but just to maintain as much as possible. And I, like CAD, have had nothing but excellent experiences. And I think that comes from kind of starting slow, seeing how your muscles and your body responds to that, going to a trusted, very experienced injector. And I'm just kind of keeping that, you know, as natural of a look as possible for you. And mm -hmm. um, I love them and I don't plan on stopping. <laughs> I can definitely <laughs> echo that sentiment. And I think when it's done well, injectables, both toxins and fillers can look so natural mm -hmm. that it just looks like you, but a little bit more refreshed, you know, like who doesn't right. want to wake up in the morning looking their best right off the bat, right? That's right. <laughs> right. Compare that with great mm -hmm. skincare and you are really living <laughs> your best life. <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Uh, Dr. Tagba, so I know um, injectables are probably one of the most common things that your patients come to you for. Are they, uh, do you also, uh, are you also devoted to, to fillers and toxins for yourself as well? Yeah, so I mean, it's hard not to because you're being exposed on a daily basis and you feel like you, I, I, it's hard not to try. So um, I started when I was um, in my early 30s. Um, and very low dose, kind of similar to what Kat was saying. Like, I think you, it has to be very conservative, conservative when you first start out. Um, you don't really need a lot of um, toxins to create the same effect, especially at a younger age. So the whole trend about baby Botox is similar, is akin to that. Um, and then in terms of fillers, um, I did lose quite a bit of volume after my pregnancies. And I've tried, I, my favorite go-to is Sculptra. Um, I really like it as a filler because it stimulates your own collagen. It's very natural. Um, so definitely, um, I've been doing it ever since. Wait, what's the name of that? I need to write that down. <laughs> <laughs> Sculptra. Sculptra, okay. Sculptra, right. So it's very natural. It just stimulates your own collagen. And every <laughs> year we lose collagen, so it just replenishes the lost volume. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Who doesn't want that, right? <laughs> right. <laughs> So, I mean, so uh, one important thing I think to bring up is despite the fact that, you know, all of us, so we love uh, fillers and toxins and so many people report positive results, there are some people who aren't candidates. So doctor, can you talk a little bit about, um, you know, who might not be a candidate for different types of fillers or toxins? Right. So um, the most common, honestly, contraindication is definitely pregnancy and breastfeeding. So part of it is really there are no studies that show the show the effects of Botox or fillers um, on pregnancy women or breastfeeding individuals. So um, so I definitely I do not perform those procedures on them. As far as um, if you have any open wounds or active acne or um, any skin condition, then I would refrain from using it as well. Um, and definitely for patients who are allergic to any of the ingredients. So if you're allergic to Botox, or which is extremely rare, um, but it, it has been documented, or fillers, then you're not candidate for that as well. So every patient needs to speak to their trusted provider and kind of get like the custom um, evaluation for themselves. 
Exactly. And um, a lot of times um, when a patient is actually a surgical candidate, me as a plastic surgeon, obviously a lot of patients I see are not really candidates for injectables because they do need surgical procedures to improve the appearance. So, so one uh, topic that comes up in questions all the time on Real Self is where are all the places that injectables can be used? And specifically, I mm -hmm. think consumers hear a lot about this term off-label. So Doctor, mm -hmm. can you tell us a little bit about off-label usage, if it's safe, um, and what are some of the places that you love to administer Botox or, or fillers? Mm -hmm. Great question. So, um, so for a pharmaceutical product, a cosmetic product to be approved by FDA to be used in humans, it has to go through rigorous clinical trials. So in order to do that, it takes a long time, many years, and um, you can't possibly do it on every body part. So usually companies would limit it to one or two areas. So for example, Botox, um, even though we've been using it for so long, um, it was actually approved in 2002 for just the glabella, so the 11 lines. And But obviously, practitioners have been safely using it for other indications like forehead or crow's feet. And at the time, it was considered off-label. And since then, FDA has, has approved for those indications as well. So off-label um, essentially means you are using the product safely by a... Um, by an expert injector to inject in areas that are not FDA approved. So um, common areas in my practice, I do a lot of uh, what we call liquid rhinoplasties. So we use filler to, to inject the nose, um, to raise the nasal bridge, or we use it to camouflage a dorsal hump. So that would be considered off-label. Similarly, um, I do what we call mesobotox. So we inject Botox to lift the jawline um, is injected in very small dosage and very superficially. And so that is considered uh, off-label use as well. So I think the main takeaway is as long as you're in expert hands with a skilled practitioner, mm -hmm. you can totally mm -hmm. trust her to inject where she safely knows uh, she can inject the product. Right. So the practitioner obviously has to be very um, familiar with the anatomy, um, the safe um, injection practices. So for me personally, um, I like to use blunt cannulas instead of sharp needles. And that actually was considered off-label use as well. But um, in my experience, I feel like it's a much safer way of injecting fillers. Mm -hmm. Yeah, mm -hmm. what, like my personal experience, my first time getting Botox was actually in my chin, which is mm -hmm. like totally odd, but I have a bit of an overactive muscle here and the toxins mm -hmm. put it out, but who's ever heard of that, right? <laughs> right, right, right. What do you think about getting Botox your first time? But I was in the mm -hmm. of an amazing practitioner who made it look amazing, so. Right. Mm -hmm. I actually, Carolyn, get it just right under my nose, just a couple of like one unit each to keep my lips sort of down and flip it. Otherwise, I'm all gums when I smile. <laughs> right. And so that's been something that has allowed me to, it kind of shows more of my own natural lip. So I haven't actually mm -hmm. gotten filler in my lips of all the places I have, not there. But doing that little lip flip kind of relaxes the muscle. Mm -hmm. It shows less gums and it shows more of my natural lips. So that's kind of a trick that a skilled injector might know that off-label, as we said, but has worked wonders for me. Exactly. Yes. I can also chime in on the jawline placement because that was something 
I had no idea that was a place that I know it's off label that an injector could 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 put injectables, um, and that made a big difference in my face. I have kind of like a square face, and I, I at first I was a little, are you sure? Why would you be putting it here? But it really did it, that sculpting and that lift that you mentioned, doctor. Um, mm -hmm. I don't do, do that nearly as much. It's usually my forehead and you know around my eyes, but um, mm -hmm. but every now mm -hmm. and again I'll kind of do it here, and I have a more chiseled face, which. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And I don't think a lot of people think of that when they think of going to get injectables, especially people who haven't done it a lot. That might not be a place that they just think of, but that's a nice mm -hmm. place. Exactly. I'm also, a, I grind my teeth at night, so I've also gotten Botox in around yes. the line, and it feels so good. I just feel so relaxed, <laughs> you know, when that muscle's been relaxed there. Um, I right, also and similarly by injecting into the jaw muscle just to, um, um, it, it actually does slim the jaw as well. So people with square jaw, um, you can inject it into the masseter muscle, which is the jaw muscle to slim it down. Which I'm in mm -hmm. favor of that for myself. That's, like, <laughs> that's a pro tip. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, so I also want to address recovery and maybe some skincare ingredients or products or hacks that can be beneficial post-treatment. So I know that like bruising, swelling, and some sensitivity are common injection. Um, so Erica, starting with you, are there any products that um, you use that are specifically designed to help with any type of post-procedure healing from SkinCeuticals? So for us, the product that was kind of our go-to post-procedure product is the CE Ferulic. Um, we think of it as that vitamin C antioxidant, and it has all the benefits that you would use daily of antioxidants with kind of protecting against environmental aggressors, but it really does help to aid in that downtime. Uh, we know using it post-laser, we get a reduction in downtime there. And so the same thing, whenever you're having a treatment in the treatment room, an injectable, it can really help, you know, starting that next day to use a vitamin C product, just help your skin bounce back really get that recovery a little bit quicker. Um, and it's also an excellent product for you to use on a daily basis. Um, so that's really something that you would start using kind of, you know, that next day um, versus immediately post. We don't want to put skincare on an injection spot, so on an open spot. Um, but CU Ferulic is an excellent product to use. And then I know we're going to get to our HA intensifier, but that is the absolute perfect pairing to go with an injectable treatment because it really is working to kind of amplify that hyaluronic acid in the skin, helping to amplify that plumpness. And so putting that together, so while you're at home, you're really kind of working on that same goal as you are working on getting those injectables. They're a really beautiful partnership. So if I had an injectable patient that I was doing a skincare consultation on, I would absolutely want them to go home with CE Ferulic and with aging intensifier. In Dr. Tagla, are there any ingredients that you recommend to reduce any side effects? And also super importantly, is there anything, whether it's exercise or, you know, going to the sauna that you recommend patients avoid after injectables? Yes, for sure. But um, I, I also think it's very important to have patients withhold things like aspirin um, 
NSAIDs like, you know, Aleve and things like that, or herbal supplements that can cause more bruising and bleeding for at least a week, if not longer, before the injections. Um, and after that, um, I, I, a lot of patients actually like Arnica gel or Arnica, uh, Arnica supplements and bromelain. And those things can actually help with decreasing swelling and bruising. In my practice, I also offer light stem, which is um, an LED light therapy that can help um, decrease the time of bru bruising and inflammation after injectables. Mm -hmm. And Kat, what about you? Have you mm -hmm. tried anything that you swear by? Any hacks, products? You know, it's interesting. I, I can um, echo some of those same sentiments. I have a, an LED like light stem mask that I use occasionally at home. I mean, I, I mm. kind of yeah. one of those where I don't, I don't know. It's like, I can't really measure if it's working, but I'm doing it anyway because <laughs> I'm told it, it helps with that kind of thing. Um, so that's kind of fun. And then Arnica I've used for bruising. Um, I, I mean, luckily I, I haven't really had um, much bruising from, from injectables, really not much, but when I have, I've used that and that seems to help. For me, my bigger issue, because I'm not getting, you know, too many radical treatments is that in between, you know, fighting the wrinkles and the fine lines, for me, my other big kind of anti-aging thing is sunspots. I mean, I'm, I've been forever trying to reverse the sun damage that I have. And so, because I'm, you know, dark skin and I have dark hair, I have a lot of freckles. So kind of in between, or I guess in, in tandem with doing my injectables, I'm a big believer in like a lot of serums. I feel like serums are the magic like potion. I mean, cause I think most people realize wash your face, use your moisturizer, put on sunscreen. But for me, serums are what I can actually tell and identify that are helping my skin from day to day to day. I'm a very good student, Erica. I have both of the ones you just mentioned, the HA intensifier and the C Ferulic. I really do kind of use these. Um, I, I have another, um, this is from Murad. I, it's a rapid age spot and pigment lightening serum. I use this on occasion. So that has the hydroquinone in it, which can lighten some of your sunspots. But to be honest, I feel like I'm a pretty good candidate to do some type of laser light procedure, doctor, to like, I to like get my mm -hmm. sunspots and probably mm -hmm. uh, have them disappear. But I'm guessing I haven't done that yet. But I, I feel like I'm uh, a good candidate for that. Yes, and for pigmentation, definitely, um, most patients want just to have like a laser therapy and get rid of pigments completely. But contrary to popular beliefs, actually skin care is equally important, if not more important. So right. I think you're doing the right thing. And laser can always come later. Okay. Mm -hmm. Good. Yeah. Yes. So that's such the perfect transition to what I want to talk about next, which is that we know fillers and toxins can do some amazing things like wrinkle reduction and adding volume, but there are some concerns that injectables don't address, such as, Kat, to your point, sunspots, skin texture, like dullness, radiance, or any other topical concerns that consumers can have. And that's where an at-home skincare routine is super important and, frankly, pretty fun to make sure that you're getting that glowing skin from the moment that you wake up. So, Kat, I know you uh, shared a number of serums that you love. Are there any other 
skincare items, whether, you know, it's like a favorite cleanser or a moisturizer or even a favorite sunscreen that you also swear by? Yeah, you know, it's funny. I, I, I brought in some products. I mean, truth be told, I am really a bit of a product junkie. And, you know, I guess I started at a makeup counter. That was like my first job, like while I was in college. And I, I really luckily kind of fell in love with skincare then. I was like 20, but I started my regimen early. I started it young. The whole gamut of serums and moisturizers and, you know, eye creams and cleansers and all that stuff. So I have some, I mean, I... It was hard for me to pick my favorites because I would literally bring in a hundred things from my vanity and there's not enough time for that. This is a new line that I have discovered, 111 Skin, and they have this bright eye lift gel for eye, which I really like. You know, that's another place where you can go really kind of crusty and wrinkly and dry. And I can see my, how tired I look in, in my eyes like right away. So I'm always combating with an eye gel or an eye cream. Like that's so major. And I don't know if the true experts agree with me, but like I put it on my eyelid, I put it under my eyes. Like this is kind of the holy grail is taking care of my eyelids. Um, also, I'm really into oils of all kind. I know I mentioned serums, but I feel like especially when we are aging, we get that dryness and that dullness you mentioned and we lose our hydration. So automatically you start to look a little more hollow and not as completely radiant. So I love oils. This is one from Sunday Riley. It's a night oil that you put on when you're going to sleep, which I really like. Um, it's called a sleeping night oil and it's blue and it smells amazing and it has a little bit of retinol in it. But I really do feel if I use this right before I go to bed, my pores shrink a little bit. My wake up and my skin just overall has a more clear, balanced complexion. So that's another one. This is one of the skin I just started using this, Erica. You guys recommended this after our last panel, and I love this. This is the Triple Lipid okay. Restore. Yes. So great. I love it's great. it. It's like <laughs> it really, a really super kind of luxe cream. Yeah. And it's like, I put this on and I'm just like, forget it. <laughs> Under the seats. I really like this a lot. Well, and this is especially like triple lipid on its own is an incredible product. But if you are a retinol user, you mentioned retinol. That can be, you know, there's some sensitivities and irritation that can go along with retinol usage. And triple lipid really helps to improve the experience of using retinol. So it's something that you love it on its own, but it's an excellent companion because skincare is the connector. We talk about all different kinds of procedures, injectables, lasers, anything that we do in office. And all of that is sort of like the big show, but it's what you do every morning, every night at home that really kind of connects those results, maintains them, helps to amplify them. And that's where skincare really comes in. And so it's like, if you're doing everything in the office, but you're treating your skin like trash at home, you're just never going to get the benefit of what you're doing, what you're investing in, in office. So it's like, I mean, and you know, I live and breathe skinceuticals. And so I just get really passionate about it. But as an esthetician as well, it's, Skincare can be a game changer. And then you go into the office, doctor, and you get that expertise. Mm -hmm. And it's just like next level. And so, um, yeah, triple lipid, amazing cat. I'm so glad you started using it because yeah. it's really, I have a lot of number one products, but it's definitely one of my number ones. Mm -hmm. Erica, are there any SkinCeutical products that you um, are totally recommending our consumers try, especially now in summer or looking forward into transitioning into cooler weather in the next few months? 
Yes. <laughs> My list is long, but <laughs> if I had to choose kind of one thing, I mean, always an antioxidant, you have to start there. But for me, it's glycolic 10 renew overnight. I have it here. Um, I love glycolic acid. It brightens the skin discoloration. It helps to improve the appearance of discoloration as well as get you some of that exfoliation and that brightening and that glowing skin and glowing skin feels like youthful skin. And it's a product that most patients, most people can use every single night, not too aggressive, but really high results. I alternate it with retinol, retinol one night, glycolic the next, retinol one, glycolic the next. So if I choose any product that I'll just like get on a soapbox for, it's glycolic 10 renew overnight. Uh, it's one of my favorites. And I will say, I'll give you all a sneak peek to say kind of like be on the lookout. We have a new launch, um, a tripeptide R neck repair. And I, I thought of it, Kat, when you were talking about your jawline, because it's really, you know, that sculpted jaw can give you a more subtle, youthful appearance. If someone is not comfortable with a lot of filler in the face, they don't want a filler look, really getting that sculpted jaw can give you that subtle, youthful appearance. And so we do have something coming that is going to be a really beautiful companion. So I had to tease that. Oh, it's amazing. Wow, I'm excited. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of people neglect their neck and decolletage. Like, it's a thing we keep talking about. Yes. But, uh, yeah, yeah, don't skip the sunscreen here, people. Mm -hmm. Oh, yes, no. that is so but. true. <laughs> mm -hmm. So I think our big takeaway today is that there are multiple options to help you get the skin of your dreams. So you can go into the office to see a provider. You can establish a really good at-home routine. Or if you want next-level skin, you do both. And that is so fantastic that consumers today have so many options. Um, mm -hmm. I can't believe it. It's time to wrap. So thank you today to all of our incredible speakers and everyone at home for joining us. Every viewer today is being gifted a deluxe sample of SkinCeuticals Hyaluronic Acid Intensifier. Uh, so for our viewers, you will receive an email after uh, this webinar with instructions on how to claim your deluxe sample. And Erica, uh, right before we wrap, can you just share a quick overview on how the HA intensifier works and why our viewers will love it? Sure. Uh, so it's HA intensifier. We're actually helping to amplify that uh, hyaluronic acid. And so we know that when we're doing something like filler, we're trying to replenish, get that hyaluronic acid back in the skin to build that plumpness. And so while it is not filler, <laughs> it's not injectable, what it really is is a beautiful companion because it's gonna help you to amplify that as well as adding some of that hydration with hyaluronic acid. So hyaluronic acid is just such a great ingredient for our skin. And this really is gonna help with um, amplifying that plumpness hand in hand with the injectables as well as giving you some of that longer term hydration. So y'all are going to absolutely love it. It is a true game changer. Amazing. Well, thank you again today to our panel of beauty experts for sharing your expertise and sharing your experiences and just having a really fun and great conversation. I love, these are like topics I love to talk about. I could talk about for an hour, two hours. I have questions. And for our viewers today, thank you for joining and make sure to follow Real Self on Instagram at Real Self and stay tuned for more beauty and focus episodes coming up. Thank you to everybody. Thanks for Thank having you. us. Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thank you.